0: This is the AmWager Wager Weekend Stakes Preview on the Horse Racing Radio Network. And there goes Silver Bullet Day with a flourish on the outside, and she is charging toward the front. Also gaining ground is excellent meeting and free ring is there down toward the inside. Confessional is thrown in the towel and as they come to the eighth pole, Silver Bullet Day strikes the lead on the outside. Excellent meeting is now driving up to be second and Baffert 1-2 in the juvenile Phillies at the 16th pole. It is Silver Bullet Day. Excellent meeting, the final surge as they come to the line. Here's the wire, the Philly champion is Silver Bullet Day. Stable stablemate, excellent meeting, finishing second, and winding up third was three-ring. Now, here's Bobby Newman and Bob Nastanovich.
1: Good evening. Welcome to another edition of the Am Wager Weekend Stakes Preview here on the Horse Racing Radio Network. I'm Bobby Newman, along with Bob Nastanovich, and we've got a dozen races from around the country we're going to talk about tonight, Bob, including a six-bagger tomorrow at the fairgrounds.
2: Yes, uh, looks like it's going to be a crisp, uh, yet very dry weekend uh, in New Orleans and elsewhere. Incredibly cold in uh, Laurel and and Aqueduct. We'll we'll be going uh, later on. But uh, yeah, a lot of good stuff. Uh, A lot of exciting uh, races, a few grade three stakes. So I'm pretty excited about it.
1: Folks, Amwager is giving away money. New customers get a $150 sign-up bonus plus an instant $10 bonus for HRRN listeners. Go to link.amwager.com forward slash HRRN. You'll get $10 instantly for signing up. Then deposit $150, bet $150, and get a $150 lump sum bonus. It's that easy. Amwager is a wagering platform that's loaded with valuable tools and features, including odds charts, odds predictions, and much more. You'll also get free access to Form to Win. It's a revolutionary app that analyzes, analyzes rather past performance data in just minutes. So go to link.amwager.com forward slash HRRN to sign up and get your bonuses. Amwager built by horse players for horse players. All right, Bob, well, we're going to dive right into that huge card tomorrow at Fairgrounds, which is highlighted by the grade three LeCompte stakes. Doesn't go until race 13 of a 13 race card. The first of the six stakes all the way down to race number four. This is the Duncan F. Kenner stakes for four-year-olds and up sprinting five and a half furlongs on the turf. We've got a field of seven coming together in this race. And slight favorite on the morning line is number three, Sosua Summer.
2: You know what, this is a pretty solid group of seven. uh, Some nice, classy old horses in here. Um, So Suez Summer, the three horse in here, is to 3-1 on the morning line for Bill Mott. Luis Saez, Uh, if this race was being held at Saratoga, he'd be the selection. Uh, Two of his three lifetime wins come there, sprinting on the grass. And although he always puts in an eye-catching rally, uh, and always gets bet for that matter, but perhaps because of his previous race uh, um, form, he flies home. He just he it rarely comes to fruition. Uh, he you know he seems to hardly ever get there. Bit of a frustrating horse. Uh, not if you own him. Uh, he's three for twenty lifetime. He's run out three hundred twenty six thousand, and I fully expect him to hit the board in here. Um, interesting entrant is Pirate Rick who has tried the turf one time in his 30-race career. He ships in from Charlestown for a Ray Ginter. Joel Rosario has, has been tapped to ride, and he's got a lot of speed. Um interesting thing about him is he really is an all-or-nothing type. He either wins or finishes nowhere. Uh, so kind of horse that you'd want to play in pick threes, pick fours, because uh, he could steal it on the front end, uh, but I wouldn't play him underneath um Bad Beat Brian is in here. He's a very hard knocking sword. I think most most fans of turf sprints are are aware of this horse. He's had a great career. Um however, he's not in the best form now that he's 7. His form uh, I wouldn't say it's essentially tailing off uh but he uh, doesn't seem the horse that he used to be uh and he faces uh, his chief rival in here for a long time and that's the newly turned 8-year-old Just Might who'd be the selection in here uh he'd been in a slump as well and perhaps that slump was due to the fact that he hadn't been running on the fairgrounds lawn in a while definitely his favorite turf course his best form uh has been over this turf course last time he was scheduled to run on it was march 18th of 2023 and it came off the turf and he didn't run a jump Uh, almost like he was sulking for his next several races his his form was a little bit subpar but boy, did he bounce back to his best in the uh, Richie Shear on December 23rd. Ran a massive race, first time under uh, Jaime Torres. And uh, as long as he breaks sharply from the rail, I think they'll have a hard time getting Just Might, who's 7 to 2 on the morning line.
1: Yeah, Just Might was able to hold off Sosua Summer last time out in the Shearer. He won by a length that day. Uh, I I don't have a real good reason why I think the tables are going to be turned tomorrow, but I am picking Sosua Summer on top. I, I think it's just the fact that I trust him to run a good race more than I trust just might. And I think Sosua Summer ran some races last summer in New York that are good enough to beat this field. They look like they're against lesser competition, running against allowance foes up there, but I think those allowance races were every bit as good, if not better, uh, than this stakes kind of field that he is going to face tomorrow. I know he couldn't get to Just Might last time out, and Just Might might find the lead by himself once again, but I'm stubborn, and I'm going to pick Sosua Summer on top. It's a race where I don't have real strong convictions, uh, but at 3-1, to one, Sosua Summer is slightly my pick to get the job done in the Kenner. Jumping all the way forward to race number nine, the final five races on the card tomorrow at Fairgrounds are all stake races. And the ninth is the first of those races. And it starts a quarter million dollar guaranteed all stakes pick five with a 50 cent minimum wet bet. This ninth race is the Marie Krantz Memorial for fillies and mares going a mile and a 16th on the turf. We've got a field of nine going in the Kranz Bob, and uh, I was a little bit surprised that number nine, Tufani, was the morning line favorite at five to two, but there is no doubt she's in great form, including a nice win in the Pago Hop last time out.
2: Yeah, no, we can fully expect the one horse in here, lovely princess, to take a lot of money. Um, She's a five-year-old mare by Twirling Candy, trained by Kenny McPeak. Brian Hernandez uh, continues to be her regular rider and uh, will be aboard on saturday um, she bounced back to her best form in her first trip over the fairgrounds turf ever uh last time in the blushing kd uh wasn't entirely convincing at uh, 70 cents on the dollar uh but she won by a head over uh creative cause or I'm sorry creative uh, cairo who uh, reopposes here and uh she's another one you you can expect creative cairo very honest trying horse uh, to rally strongly, and, and she's another one who kind of frustratingly doesn't seem to, to, to get there. Um, I found Fancy Martini, the sixth horse in here, to be an interesting entrant. Claimed for $80,000 uh, last time by Kenneth Ramsey, um, who has a uh, uh, Robertino Diodoro uh, turning, uh, training this horse. Uh, he keeps a string at Louisiana Downs. The bulk of Ramsey's horses these days seem to be with Safi Joseph. This one went to Diodoro. Uh, she returns to Stakes Company, it'll, it'll be interesting to see if she improves off the claim. Uh, the four horse in here, Anatolian, has uh, is, is, uh, had an interesting uh, last several months. Three of her last four races have been moved from the turf to the main track and that's definitely fine with her, she's won them all in about a quarter million dollars in the process. This, uh, according to the weather forecast, it will certainly stay on the grass and if so, then Tufani is the selection I hope to get five to two three to one she just loves it around here I mean, she's had two massive finishes under a uh, uh, UK rider who's spending the uh, winter in, at the fairgrounds Ben Curtis uh, who's really sort of found a home at the Stidham barn they like him over there he's he's won five of fifteen for them this meet and I think this filly by distorted humor is just in career best form and she's flying now and she loves this turf course so I can't oppose her the selection is the nine too funny
1: Okay, I went to the other one. You mentioned number one, lovely Princess. I just love the way she has been running it, and she seems to run her best races uh, when she gets the benefit of the medication Lasix. uh, Last four times that she's run on Lasix, Three wins and one narrow defeat, finishing second to her credit. She's coming off a nice win in the blushing KD. I love the fact that she's drawn inside uh, with not a tremendous run to the first turn. Uh, one for one at the fairgrounds. Lovely princess, 3-1 to one on the morning line. Even much better than what we saw when she got a 3-5 to five last time out in the blushing KD. This is a tougher spot, but I think she's up to it. Lovely princess for me in the Crants. Bob going with number nine. Too funny. We like the two favorites, just different order in the Marie Krantz Memorial. Tenth race on the card is the Silver Bullet Day, named for the 1998 Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies champ. In her three-year-old year, year, she did go on and uh, was successful at the fairgrounds. And, obviously, uh, nice that they have a race named in her honor. Three-year-old fillies here going to go a mile and 70 yards on the main track. We've got a field of eight, Bob. And morning line favorite is the Brad Cox trainee, West Omaha.
2: Yeah, I'm kind of interested in the eight horse in here, uh, Sistina Chapel, Kenny McPeak Trains, Corey, Corey Lannery Rides rides are back she finished third in the untappable had a trouble trip there her previous try at churchill um, an allowance race uh, she finished uh... second to alpine prince princess which she's now done twice in a row i think she's just kind of a gradually improving type and it looks like she'll definitely get a piece of this i'm not sure if she'll get the thick end of the pot um, you have to respect west omaha she's she's run three good races and three lifetime starts in fact uh, semi-famously at this point she was shipped by the Bradcox barn out to Remington a while back to run in the trapeze and he had four entrants that day and they all looked live, live and they uh, they all scratched um, and we're not entirely sure why that was never cleared up, it never really had to be but West Oma is in here as the two to one favorite ran a great race last time uh, behind Alpine Princess and uh, he's not in here um and you you know if she if she runs the back to that same race, she'll be tough. But I'm gonna go with a horse that did run in the trapeze and is basically the Queen of Oklahoma racing presently, and that's the three Miss code West ridden by Floyd Wethy, trained by Kevin Skoll. She trains now and Sam Houston now they've temporarily they've closed Remington Park. Uh, she's four for four a lifetime. Uh, she made no mistakes and she blew apart. Uh, you know, a, a, a field in the trapeze. one won by six and three quarters, you know, over sealed mud. I think she's just as good on dirt. She's by Code West out of a Kipling mare. I think that she's going to remain undefeated. I think you're going to get a nice price on her. I think she'll be about five to one. I can take the three, Miss Code West.
1: All right. I can't get past the favorite, number six, West Omaha. I think uh, she continues to improve. I thought that race in the Untappable last time, was very, very good, albeit second best to Alpine Princess. A repeat of that race to me, looks like it's probably good enough to beat this field, and I don't see why she can't continue to improve in just the fourth start of her career. I do not think we will get two to one. If we do, I'm going to go to the windows on number six, West Omaha. I think she wins the silver bullet day. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're not done at the fairgrounds. We've got three more stakes to talk about, including the grade three Louisiana and the grade three LeCompte. You're listening to the AM Wager Weekend Stakes Preview on the Horse Racing Radio Network.
3: The race is on at Sam Houston Race Park. Get in on exciting thoroughbred racing action every weekend. Join us Saturday, January 27th for the Houston Racing Festival with five stakes races, contests, a jockey trainer meet and greet, and more. Plus, Sam Houston is the place for live music and great drink specials every Friday, along with the best Sunday brunch around. Race in for all the excitement, starting with the Houston Racing Festival at Sam Houston Race Park. Visit SHRP.com for details.
0: All over America, people are taking the national radon test. Have you? Excuse me, have you heard of radon?
3: Is that a gas?
0: Is it something that comes up out the ground or something?
3: It's like poison gas. Something dangerous that you're supposed to check on to make sure it's not in your home.
0: Now it's your turn. Answer true or false. Radon is a radioactive gas. True, radon is a radioactive gas. True or false. The Office of the Surgeon General recommends that all homes be tested for radon. True, your home should be tested. I didn't know that, no. True or false, radon is the second leading cause of lung cancer. True. True,
4: I didn't know that.
0: Radon is the second leading cause of lung cancer. Answer true or false. Homes with radon problems can be fixed. True. Homes with radon problems can be fixed.
1: So what do you do about it? I'm going to dial the number and call one eight hundred SOS radon. If I
0: don't take care of it, nobody else will. Keep your family safe from radon. Call now. One
2: eight hundred SOS radon.
0: Free health care hundreds to more than $1,000 per month in disability compensation and tens of thousands for college tuition. These are just some of the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs benefits that may be available to veterans. VA is focused on customer service like never before. Choose VA and see why Veterans Trust in VA reached an all-time high. Claim the benefits you've earned at choose.va.gov.
1: Hi, this is Kurt Becker. Join me each week on the Equine Forum as I take you on a stroll through racing history presented by Keeneland. This week, I look back at the racing career of Temperance Hill. Listen live on the Equine Forum every Saturday morning on Sirius 162 or XM 207 or visit our website at horseracingradio.net to access the archives and enjoy past editions. It's a stroll through racing history with me, Kurt Becker, presented
2: by Keeneland, only here on HRRN. You're listening to the
0: Amwager Weekend Stakes Preview on HRRN.
4: It's War of Wills in Maniwa now going for the quarter pole. Concrete Creek is wide. They'll chase the ghost. Tight 10 is next. From Night Ops as they come for home. Then Boyland and most Speed is last of 12. They're homeward bound. Three quarters and at one minute, 14.63 seconds. It's War of Will who's taken charge in this final fairgrounds. Furlong for Tyler Gaffaleone. Pull clear from Maniwa. Hawk Creek Hustle is staying on. Puska Buffet between horses. They're close to home. It's War of Will. Runs out impressively in the Lecomte one by four. Hawk Creek was second. Milding well third. Wicked indeed next to from Pluska Parfait and Chase the Ghost.
1: That was John Dooley back in 2019. The grade three LeCompte won by War of Will. He would go on later in his three-year-old campaign to win the Preakness. Bob, he is just one of two horses to ever complete the LeCompte and Triple Crown race win. The other one was a Preakness winner as well. Do you remember who that was?
2: No, not off the top of my head, Bob. Uh, well, this one
1: is not too far back. Oxbow winning a few oh, okay, years yep. ago. He was a LeCompte winner and also went on to win the Preakness. Uh, they have yet to get a LeCompte winner to get the job done in the Kentucky Derby, but maybe this will be the year. And uh, we'll find out who wins this year's LeCompte tomorrow at Fairgrounds. Welcome back to the Am Wager Weekend Stakes Preview on HRRN. Bobby Newman, Bob Nastanovich, continuing along with the big LeCompte Day card at the Fairgrounds. Race 11 is the Colonel E.R. Bradley Stakes for four-year-olds and up going a mile and a 16th on the turf. Purse here of $100,000. We've got a field of nine gathering for the Colonel Bradley, and favored on the outside is the nine Beatbox.
2: Yeah, I recall um, Oxbow's preakness rather clearly now that you mention it. uh, Gary Stevens rode him, and he just got loose on an uncontested lead. And I remember Stevens, after the race, in the post-race interview, just saying his mind was kind of blown that he was just gliding along on an uncontested lead at uh, Pimlico. I believe he was was definitely a long shot. I don't know if he was the longest shot on the board, uh, but he was very impressive that day. And, of course, War of Will um, it was in that famous Maximum Security uh, uh, Derby, and uh, really his incredible athleticism uh, in avoiding uh, what could have been a, an unforgettable uh, disaster uh, very nimbly. Uh, what a wonderful athlete uh, he was to get himself out of trouble there and then go on a couple weeks later when the Preakness really good horse. Both of them are uh, current stallions. And uh, both both really cool uh, uh, race horses. Uh, this is a tough race. I mean, this is a tough wide open renewal. The E.R. Bradley uh, makes sense. There's a lot of good older turf horses in New Orleans seemingly every year. Um, the three horse in here, Brigadier General. Uh, I think it's interesting that he's trying the grass for the first time. He's got 18 runs, 16 on fast dirt, two on off on off tracks. Um, He's going to step on the turf for the first time. He's by Street Sense out of a Giants Causeway mare. So he's got, you know, a fair amount of turf pedigree. Uh, He's got tactical speed, which may work in his favor. Brian Hernandez rides for Dallas Stewart. Those two click at a 31% clip over the last 60 days. in fact, it's Brian Hernandez for the first time, so if you're a fan, move this horse up. It'll be interesting to see how he does, but I, honestly, I think they're kind of trying to duck the competition. Louisiana Handicap the race we're going to talk about next. That race really came up tough, and uh, Brigadier General in the Tenacious last time kind of played a cat-and-mouse game with eventual winner. Five-star General entailed off and finished 7.5, so I think they're just taking this as an opportunity to see if he's as good or better on grass. Um... I found this race incredibly, incredibly difficult to come up with a selection. In the end, I took who took the money. Um, Who took the money? A Louisiana bred uh, by Street street boss out of a Spitestown mare. Uh, He's 10 for 19 lifetime. He loves this turf course. Uh, This is a rare foray into open company for him. Uh, Deshaun Parker rides him for uh, Brett Calhoun. Um, Calhoun's in great form right now. And uh, I just think he's a very honest, um, very talented horse who gets a crack at open company. And he's he's really in, in uh, you know, great form. And I think he'll get a good ride from Deshaun Parker from just off the pace and might get there. He's 8 to 1 in the morning line. And, I, you know, he re- to me, represents value at that price.
1: All right. So going with the price with number six, who took the money? with Deshaun Parker aboard. I couldn't get past the favorite beatbox. It's not a race I really like all that much, but I thought his effort in the uh, DiLiberto Memorial last time out uh, was very, very good after uh, really trying to overcome a slow start and get up to two Emmas, and he just couldn't do it. He's the second best. Only beaten a length that afternoon, maybe with a clean start, he could have gotten the job done. Hopefully with the move to the outside and getting going and getting to go into the starting gate last and nobody outside of him, he'll break a little bit better today than he did in his most recent start. Joel Rosario back to ride him once again. I'm looking for beatbox to get the job done in tomorrow's Colonel E.R. Bradley race 12 is the grade three louisiana stakes these are four-year-olds and up going a mile and a 16th on the main track a short but sweet field of seven gathering for the louisiana and you've got a couple of proven graded stake winners coming back into action the three saudi crown is eight to five the two smile happy is nine to five
2: yeah i I was able to divide this race up into uh, a few groups first of all there's there's some high-quality speed. I mean, Saudi Crown is definitely one of the most talented uh, horses in training right now. He won the Pennsylvania Derby by a half-length. He lost by a nose in last year's Jim Dandy to Forte. Um, ran no sort of race in the Breeders' Cup Classic, in which he was bet down to 7-1. to one. Uh, He just basically quit um, halfway through the race. Uh, you know, For whatever reason, you got to put a line through that one. But if you do... He looks like he's going to be mighty tough, but I think he's going to get some company. You've got quality speed in here, uh, you know, particularly good over this racetrack. Um, You know, five-star general is going to have to lay up close or or be right around him. Kapuna is a horse that also has really good speed. Um, I think he just might get a little bit of company, Saudi Crown. I think, you know, there's two closers in here that are – have, you know, very good credentials, including Happy American, who won the Tenacious and won this race last year by a neck uh, in uh, probably what was the best uh, effort of his career. Um, and, he's you know, he's good here, but I just think he'll be too far back against this field, and the same can be said for the classy Red Route 1. He himself won the uh, um, West Virginia Derby last year by three lengths and, and just missed in the Oklahoma Derby september 24th at remington to me everything points to a huge effort from a classy horse called smile happy who returns to the races hasn't raced since july at ellis park um is training right along at silverleaf hills training center in summerfield florida um for mcpeak this is brian hernandez again Um, won the alley sheba impressively uh, over art collector um of course ran second to uh, epicenter over this racetrack in the risen star a couple years ago ran a big race behind zandon in the bluegrass after that he's just got a lot of class and i think he'll sit like kind of a perfect midfield pocket trip about three or four lengths off of it and uh, that'll be close enough and uh, i just think you know he's run well fresh before he's primed and a really key aspect of this For handicappers that pay no attention to weight he gets a real nice break in weights he gets six pounds from saudi crown Um, he's in at 118 Uh, to me that's a feathery impost for him i think he'll be tough to beat smile happy nine to five in the morning line
1: yeah for every reason you said it i like smile happy as well i think he's going to get a good trip in what looks like behind what looks like should be uh more than honest pace uh, this horse has fired fresh in the past. He's run well at fairgrounds in the past, and I think he wins tomorrow's grade three Louisiana as well. Second choice on the morning line. I don't actually expect him to be favored. Saudi Crown's a horse that a lot of people like to bet. I think we'll get second choice odds on Smile Happy. Featured event tomorrow at the fairgrounds is the Grade 3 LeCompte. $200,000 on the line for three-year-olds going a mile and a 16th on the main track. This is a points qualifying race on the road to this year's Kentucky Derby. The winner gets 20 Kentucky Derby qualifying points. We've got a field of eight, including the horses uh, who were first and third in the Gunrunner last time out. Those are Track Phantom and Nash.
2: You know, yeah, then Nash, who finished third in there, a well-beaten horse, you know, beaten by three lengths, uh, he was so heavily hyped. I mean, he's regally bred. He's by Medallia Dora out of the Malibu Moon mare Sarah Louise, for Godolphin, uh, Godolphin homebred. Um, he, to me, he was kind of thoroughly exposed in the gunrunner. You know, he's he's a nice horse, and, he's, and it was only his third race. But uh, he was not impressive. Um Didn't run anything like a one-to-two shot uh, in any way, shape, or form. Um, I don't like him in here. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what Can Group does. Can Group is a very good turf horse. I mean, he ran an amazing race to win the Bourbon last year, in which he came from nowhere to reel and noted and vote no. Um, we've seen how well noted it's done in Gulfstream at Gulfstream here in recent weeks, um, and Can Group really parlayed that form into a huge run in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf, in which he again flew from way back and got beat two lengths under Pratt um, by Unquestionable and others. Uh, he's by Good Samaritan out of a Street Sense mare. Um, he's run two races on the dirt. It's when he was an immature horse and was actually in pretty tough races uh... it would just be interesting to see what he does um, i think he's probably better as a one run late moving turf horse but it's kinda cool he's in here the now horse is track phantom he won the Gun Runner last time and he won it easily enough uh... the main thing about him this is steve asmussen and joel rosario uh, Rosario's ridden him once uh, when he broke his maiden christian torres the other three times rosario returns uh... really nice uh... athletic son of quality Road, it and uh... he's he just has the ideal running style for this track he can either set the pace or come from just off of it and i think it'll be real tough i think nine to five in the morning line is is gift money horse i'd like to mention here's the eight awesome road Um brad cox and not you know very expensive It's another uh... son of quality road this one cost six hundred thousand dollars and he's running he ran great in his first race and maiden and they really highly tried they ran him in the breeders futurity the grade one at keeneland well beaten there and then uh, pratt stayed with him and he went to churchill and rode him in the kentucky jockey club and didn't run well there um, he's been training at fairgrounds and, and uh, brad cox interestingly brings in axel concepcion a 19 year old uh, kind of exciting young uh, puerto rican rider to ride him. I found that to be an interesting booking, and it'll, it'll be interesting to see what he does for Albaugh and, and Donegal Racing. Uh, but yeah, no, the selection is Track Phantom.
1: Okay, the word, I think, is out that Awesome Road may skip this race and go to the Leonatus, which was originally supposed to be tomorrow at Turfway, but will most likely be run next weekend because Turfway is canceled. Uh, they're racing tomorrow. It sounds like they're going to try Awesome Road maybe on the synth Instead. makes sense we'll, we'll we'll see where he shows up uh, i picked track phantom last time out in the gun runner i don't know why but i'm going to try nash this time out in the Lacomp. i think he'll be a much better price than he was last time out and i really was not discouraged with his last race he was facing winners for the first time i thought he was going to be over bet in the gun runner and he was and uh, he really didn't have much excuse to finish behind track phantom but i think he has reasons to improve second time against winners drawn well to the inside i think we're going to see a jump forward from nash i think he turns the tables on track phantom at a much better price in tomorrow's grade three lecomte all right we're going to take a break when we come back we have more saturday stakes to look at including a couple of nice ones down at laurel This is the M-Wager Weekend Stakes Preview on HRRN. There are plenty of thrills at Gulfstream Park, with live thoroughbred action
4: Friday through Sunday and simulcasting seven days a week. Join us on track for weekend stakes races, dine trackside in 10 ponds with an elevated view of the track, and grab a cool cocktail in the Carousel Club. For reservations, tickets, and more, head to GulfstreamPark.com bands, the top jockeys, the top horses, they are all here at spectacular Santa Anita this winter. With first post time this weekend at 12.30 p.m., Saturday's nine race card will be highlighted by the great three La Cunata stakes as older fillies and mares go a mile and 116 on the main track. And horse players, check out our new wagering menu that includes the traditional pick six with a $1 minimum as well as the coast to coast pick five. It's a $1 wager with a low 15% takeout that combines five races from both Santa Anita and Coldstream Park. You can get free coast-to-coast pass performances at santaanita.com/coast. Additionally, our popular $3 all-turf pick-3 is back, showcasing the final three turf races each day. And check out our new $1 trifectas and rolling pick-3s with bigger payouts—the order of the day. Santa Anita—it's the great race place.
0: Want to get the latest HRN content directly on your computer or mobile device? Then subscribe to our podcast using the Podbean app or Apple Podcasts. Just go to hrn.podbean.com on your computer and click follow or download the Podbean app and search HRN. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and listen to our latest episodes anytime. Don't miss a thing. Subscribe to our podcasts today. You're listening to the Amwager Weekend Stakes Preview on HRRN. Betsy Blue is three lengths off the lead, a quarter mile
4: left to go. Miss T2 is trying to shake loose on the lead. Miss T2 kicks for home. Peace of my heart is in full pursuit from second. Betsy Blue now gets in gear on the grandstand side for a final eighth of a mile to go. Miss T2, peace of my heart. Betsy Blue is just baking up ground slowly up on the outside. Betsy Blue now starts to straighten up and inside the final 16th betsy blue maybe hard work a bit but betsy blue will win the interborough peace of my heart we'll get the exacto there for trainer linda
1: rice and miss t2 finished third in moment 25.94 seconds that was chris griffin on last year's 2023 rather edition of the interborough stakes this year's interborough takes place tomorrow at aqueduct welcome back to the Amwager Weekend Stakes Preview here on HRRN. Bobby Newman, Bob Nastanovich, before we get back to the handicapping action, it's time now for the Blood Horse News Update and a look at the top headlines from bloodhorse.com. Laurel Park, Charlestown cancel racing January 19th. The Maryland Jockey Club canceled racing January 19th at Laurel Park due to a winter storm that has dropped several inches of snow across Northern and Central Maryland. Quote, due to dangerous driving conditions, simulcast wagering has also been canceled today at Laurel and Pimlico Race Racecourse, MJC stated in its January 19th announcement. Racing is scheduled to return January 20th with a 10 race program, including four stakes, highlighted by the $100,000 What a Summer Stakes and the $100,000 Fireplug Stakes. Laurel's first race post time is noon Eastern. Another Mid-Atlantic Track Hollywood Casino at Charlestown races, also canceled racing Friday. And elsewhere around the country, Turfway Park and Oaklawn Park canceled upcoming racing programs. Turfway scrapped racing Friday and Saturday. oakland Park not racing on those dates as well as Sunday, January 21st. That wraps up this afternoon's edition of the Blood Horse News Update. If you're looking for information on any stallion or his progeny, Bloodhorse Stallion Register is the industry's source for stallion information, including stats, top performers, recent race results, upcoming entries, sales results, and more. It's continuously updated and all found on the Bloodhorse website or by going directly to stallionregister.com. Bob, that seems to be the topic of the week, not just uh, in horse racing, but basically around the country. Just really, really frigid conditions, uh, first in the Midwest, now in the Mid-Atlantic and the East Coast. Uh, even running at Aqueduct today, it was somewhere in the high 20s, and it, and it snowed all morning and into the afternoon. But uh, better safe than sorry. Uh, glad to see that the, the tracks are – listen, they would all love to be running, uh, but they – Mother Nature wins in all of these situations. And as far as we're concerned, those of us who are racing fans, it affects what we're looking at stakes-wise. We thought we were going to see the Leonidas in the fifth season tomorrow at Turfway and Oaklawn, respectively. Don't know yet what's going to happen with Leonidas. The fifth season, we found out, is going to be run next Saturday at Oaklawn. And the big Southwest stakes card, and there were three stakes on that, all going to be moved back to Saturday, uh, February 3rd. Instead, the Bay of Coa Stakes is actually going to be moved up to be- February 2nd. So a lot of shuffling of the deck at Oaklawn, but uh, they are going to get these big races in.
2: Yeah, no, that's great to hear. Um, it really is just seasonal weather. I mean, I would say, I mean, Oaklawn tends to always, you know, lose a few dates and have to reschedule and reshuffle every year because of the unique circumstances there in regards to treating the surface cuz it's in a national park um but the the bitter cold has been sort of the like the, the key difference it's been 10 15 degrees uh you know colder you know put sub zero in some cases um, as far as baltimore new york goes they get this kind of thing all the time um so yeah i mean it, it's it really to be honest it, it's just a lot of seasonal weather i mean this is you know january and That's why the stakes schedules have been pretty light. And uh, as we, you know, edge towards March, uh, we can expect a lot of action in February because we have all these uh, reschedules to look forward to.
1: Well, despite the frigid conditions in New York, they continue to race. And their featured race tomorrow is their eighth race on the card. It's the Interboro Stakes for fillies and mares, sprinting seven furlongs on the main track. We've got a field of seven coming together in this year's edition of the Interboro, and the favorite on the outside is the Linda Rice trainee Ain't Broke.
2: Yeah, this is the ultra cold uh, portion of the uh, weekend stakes preview uh, right now because we're going to do Aqueduct and Laurel. I don't expect it to be above 25 degrees at either place, and uh, to be quite frank, most of the horses uh, running in these races are, uh, you know, run. Uh, during the winter in, in the mid- atlantic and in the new york area and they're used to this kind of thing um dr b um is the is uh gonna run in the interborough she was so impressive uh sealed mud on december second uh just stole the great three uh go for wand um, you know she's her last three races have been on wet tracks i mean she kind of Ran into Goodnight Olive and Echo Zulu and Carmel Swirl last year. She doesn't have to face anything like that, but on a uh, cold, dry day, she doesn't at least have a lot of recent experience. As she does. is is the class of the field. Um, they're going to bet on three horses in here. They're going to bet on her. They're going to bet on Hot Fudge. She really is a winner specialist for Linda Rice. She's 6 for 11 lifetime. She loves Aqueduct. She's 4 for 5. She's won three in a row. Um, this is a little bit of a um, step up uh, for her in terms of of competition. I mean, the two horses that she beat last time can't hurry, Love and Headland. Uh, they're down in Maryland uh, this weekend. They're they're ducking this bunch. Um, you know, at least it appears that way. And sort of the now horse and here is Ain't Broke, who was claimed uh, shrewdly by Rice. Linda Rice, September 21st at Churchill for 75 grand grand off of Brett Calhoun. And she took Ain't Broke, this five-year-old mare by dialed in up to Aqueduct. And she's just crushed two fields. Kind of interesting to me that the uh, rather sharp Morning Line odds maker um, in New York made her the Morning Line favorite. At 9 to 5, Eric Cancel rides again for Linda Rice. But I'm going to take a long shot in here long shot that's just going to get completely ignored in the wagering just because of the there's three horses in here they're going to take all the money and i really like the one horse masyenko i mean she's a seven-year-old mare she's 11 for 42 lifetime she's run out over six hundred thousand dollars she's six for 16 right here and she kind of bounced back to really good form last time under luis Rivera. dennis Lauman trains uh for stacy Lauman. And I think seven furlongs ought to be ideal for her. She's running her best races over that distance. And I think she'll just be wildly ignored and you get a huge price on Mosienko. That's my pick
1: all right we're both trying to beat the favorites in the inner borough you're going with a 12 to 1 shot in mosienko i'm going with an eight to one morning line shot right next door in the two rosebug who basically never runs a bad race i mean she's hit the board i believe in seven straight starts and eight of her last nine the only time she didn't hit the board uh was in the busanda going a mile and an eighth last year and she finished fourth in that race but uh sprinting she is really really tough and she's got the ability to sit just in behind the lead and make a run i think she'll be first on the attack eight to one is way too big a price as far as i'm concerned i like rosebug bob likes mosienko we both think there's a chance at a price in tomorrow's Innerborough race eight at Aqueduct. Let's drive down the East Coast to Laurel. You heard it there in the Blood Horse News update. There are four stakes in all tomorrow at Laurel. We're gonna talk about the two bigger, biggest ones, uh, starting with race number eight, the What a Summer, for fillies and mares uh, going six furlongs on the main track. We've got a field of nine gathering in the What a Summer. Morning line favorite right now, just narrowly at nine to five, is Can't Hurry Love.
2: Yeah, really nice turnout for this race. Uh, a lot of competitive local horses in here, and three uh, three talented New York shippers who, who again, I'm you know I'm pretty sure are quite her uh, down here to, uh, to in the in search of a softer spot. You know, and, and technically they did get that in the what a summer, but but it's still a very competitive race for the money, hundred thousand dollar pot for these uh, four and up fillies and mares. Um, from the from the inside the one horse, Miss Bucaro, she shouldn't be ignored. She's twenty to one in the morning line. She's she's a threat to steal this on the front end. Um very notable that both the four, in my opinion, and the five beneath the stars are trained by young Lacey Gaudet, who's just having a whale of of meat and laurel. She's twenty-three for sixty-three. Really amazing, in my opinion. Is a deep, deep closer, uh, ridden by Tice uh, Lyopustina, a good young rider. Um, you know, first time in the stable, last time she ran a huge race and, and flew home. It just seems six furlongs a little bit tight in here, but uh, she and her stable mate, Beneath the Stars, who's far more of a six furlong type, they're both looking for black type. Um, they both have different running styles. I expect one or both of them to run well. Um, white chocolate's a very interesting horse for chad summers you know she she's one that's never done anything wrong she's got two wins two seconds and a third from her five starts she won easily the last time over sealed slop at aqueduct she'll give them a bold sight from the front end um can hurry love like you mentioned is finished second uh to hot fudge by a neck um so uh, i think they're in search of a, a huge effort from her and, and she might get here but i can go ahead and pick Headland. Headland ran in the Garland of Roses, got beat by Hot Fudge and Can't Hurry Love, but since then, ran a really good race in the Will on the Move at Laurel December 23rd when she cleared off by a length and a half under Angel Cruz, and I think George Weaver has this very talented eight-year-old mare down here for a reason, and I think it's uh, it, I think it's a very good opportunity for her to parlay that local victory into another win here. Uh, it's just uh, Headland's my pick.
1: All right, she's very consistent. I'm gonna try a mare who's not very consistent, and that's number three, Prodigy Doll, for Phil Schoenthal. Uh, Prodigy Doll, it's been a while since she won. In fact, it was January of last year at Laurel, being beating high-level allowance runners, coming from well off the pace to win going away. Uh, a repeat of that race even though it was against allowance foes i think is good enough to beat this field the problem is she doesn't run good races very often she's coming off a very poor performance at least what i from what i see last time out in uh in a money allowance race at laurel i think it's such a bad race it probably does not mean anything she's capable of much better she's uh, got some pace to run at i know she can pass runners uh i I think Phil Schoenthal does just fine with these extended layoff types. And I'm just taking a shot. A prodigy doll was 2-1, to 5-2, to 3-1. to one. I'm not interested. 10-1 to one on the morning line. I know she's got races in her past performances that make her a major player. I will take a little bit of a shot with her to win the What a Summer tomorrow at Laurel. Ninth race on the Laurel card is the Fire Plug. Four-year-olds and up sprinting six and a half furlongs on the main track. We've got a big field of 11 here, Bob. We're ginned up.
2: Uh, you know, I focus on the out to, outside two horses. And here, I mean, Grilly and Ben, uh, we've both seen him in person uh, run many times and usually win. He's 25 for 43 lifetime. He just turned 10. I think you mentioned on a previous weekend stage a stakes preview that uh, the ownership would love to get him over the million mark. He's at 987. This is a golden opportunity for him to do so uh, the last time he ran here. Going six, he came from nowhere and won by a half length. That uh, Since then, in the Graves' December 23rd, which really, it was six days later, seven days later, uh, might have been back too soon. He showed sort of, sort of no interest after he was bumped at the start. Uh, he might uh, return to his best form, and if so, he can win this thing. He's only run over six and a half once, and at this stage in, in, in his career, six and a half might be a more suitable distance than six. I mean, super chow interesting horse <clears throat> um, this is a horse that trains in Florida has been racing in Florida for uh, uh, Jorge Delgado uh, English rider David Egan who has been riding for Delgado down at Gulfstream makes a trip up to ride him uh, it's going to be a rude awakening for Super Chow and, and David Egan when they get to uh, Laurel Well, they'll drop about 60 degrees on Saturday uh, we'll see how they take it but on paper uh, the horse definitely fits Um I'm going to take a shot here with the three classier. here. Um, he's four for six over this racetrack. Um, very well-bred son of Empire Maker. Kieran McGee trains. Um, he's been training real, real well at Pimlico. Nice bullet December 21st. He returns to the races um, after some good runs at Laurel. And he's seven for 17 lifetime. This is his favorite track. And I'm taking the uh, home horse. I'm taking the three classier.
1: Yeah, we like the same horse. Five to one on the morning line. Classier, what a great claim for $40,000 back in March of last year, and he's won four times since that claim and uh, basically made about a couple hundred thousand dollars off that claim. Uh, He's a horse that uh, should get the right trip, and I think he's as good as anyone else in this field. Five to one is a fair price, Bob, and I both like Classier in the fire plug. All right, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, more stakes to look at, including a couple nice ones this weekend out at Santa Anita. This is the Am Wager Weekend Stakes Preview on HRRN.
3: The race is on at Sam Houston Race Park. Get in on exciting thoroughbred racing action every weekend. Join us Saturday, January 27th for the Houston Racing Festival with five stakes races, contests, a jockey trainer meet and greet, and more. Plus, Sam Houston is the place for live music and great drink specials every Friday, along with the best Sunday brunch around. Racing for all the excitement, starting with the Houston Racing Festival at Sam Houston race Visit shrp.com for details.
5: This place has a pulse. You hear it in the canopy. Feel it in the ground. Life fully illuminated engulfs you. From the birds singing in the treetops above to the tiniest insects in the soil below. You take a deep cleansing breath filling your lungs with the essence of the forest. Now, Imagine it's all gone. Healthy, life-giving forests reduced to nothing. No singing birds, no lush canopy, and water and food in short supply around the world. Time is running out to protect our forests, and without our love, they can and will disappear. It's our choice. Love it or lose it. Help protect our forests. Visit World Wildlife Fund at wwF.org/love.
0: H-R-R-N is live online. Go to our website at horseracingradio.net to stream all of our broadcasts live or listen to the show archives anytime. Read our blogs, get the latest news, and see our entire broadcast schedule. It's all there at horseracingradio.net. And follow us on Twitter at H-R-R-N. And like our page on Facebook. Search Apple Podcasts for H-R-R-N and download our latest shows. H-R-R-N is home to racing's biggest events. And our home on the web is at horseracingradio.net. You're listening to the Amwager Weekend Stakes Preview on HRRN.
2: And by and by, slipping through on the inside, balance on the outside. Which woman tries to find more between them? Top of the lane now, and it's balance on the outside. And by and by, the two that go on, which woman can find no more? An eighth of a mile to go, and it's balance and by and by. And a thrilling stretch run here. Balance and Victor Espinosa on the outside, by and by, and Bobby Gonzalez at the rail, but Balance is putting her away with a 16th to go. And from here on in, it's just a matter of how far. Balance, very impressive in the La Cañada. By and by was second. Les Rye Lee came from last to get
1: third, and then which woman? That was Trevor Denman back in 2007, the grade two La Cañada won by Balance. This year's La Cañada, now a grade three stake takes place tomorrow out at San Anita. Welcome back to the M Wager Weekend Stakes Preview. Here on HRRN, shortened final segment here. Folks, Amwager is giving away money. New customers get a $150 sign-up bonus, plus an instant $10 bonus for HRRN listeners. Go to link.amwager.com forward slash HRRN. You'll get $10 instantly for signing up. Then when you deposit $150 and bet $150, you'll get a $150 lump sum bonus. It's that easy. Once again, go to link.amwager.com forward slash H-R-R-N to sign up and get your bonuses. Amwager built by horse players for horse players. All right, folks, the featured race tomorrow at Santa Anita is the grade three La Cañada for the Phillies and mares, going a mile and a sixteenth on the main track. Field of six, Bob. And the morning line favorite is the six, Midnight Memories.
2: Yeah, legitimately so. I mean, this really does look like a two-horse race on paper. The four-horse Desert Dawn, who probably is the classiest Arizona bred in the world, Phil D'Amato trains. And uh, Flavian Pratt rides her for the first time. Maybe he'll be able to make the difference. Who knows? But the bottom line is is uh, she's a very classy horse, and she always gets a nice check. She's won, almost won $900,000. Uh, but she's two for eighteen, um, and uh, Midnight Memories uh, uh, always finishes in front of her. Uh, basically, they've they've been in the same uh, race at least three of the last ten. Um, so, uh, you know, it's Midnight Memories, who's six to five on the morning line. I think she'll probably be two or three to five at the off. Um, she's five for eight lifetime. This is uh, uh, the pride and joy of uh, Mike Pegram, Paul Whiteman, and Carl Watson, uh, uh, probably the longest and most loyal supporters of uh, Bob Baffert throughout his career and uh, she's 5 for 8, this daughter of mastery and uh, 3 for 5 at Santa Anita and uh, this just basically looks like a jog in the park uh, for her under uh, Juan Juan Hernandez and I I think she's pretty much uh, a single in your multi-leg wagers uh, the six midnight memories
1: Yeah, I don't think she's a stickout in this spot, but I think she is the one to beat, and she's probably going to be lower than six to five. I'm not going to try to beat her. I'm also not going to bet on her, though. But Midnight Memory should be tough in this year's Grade Three La Canada. The Sunday feature at Aqueduct is the Rego Park Race Four on the Sunday card. New York-bred three-year-olds going six and a half furlongs on the main track. Just to field the five here, Bob, and number three Big Prankster, along with number two Antonio of Venice. Uh, both below two to one on the morning line.
2: Yeah, um, there's a there's sort of a missing key horse in here. If you look at Big Prankster's form, uh, he's he's run three races, really impressive over sealed mud. December second, uh, first time under uh, Ruben Silvera for Christophe Clement. Um, he crushed a group group of maidens. Uh, he did you know beat a horse called Doc Sullivan who who finished third in there, came back and won, and he did so in a really handy fashion. Uh, The horse I'm talking about is Elysian Meadows, who beat Big Prankster on November 18th at Aqueduct and beat another one of the key contenders in here, Mischief Joke, uh, in that one's last race on December 15th. Uh, Elysian Meadows, who who seemed like he'd be sort of logical, he's two for two to run in this spot. He's down in Florida. He's training at uh, Payson Park. He's two for two and definitely a, a New York bred to watch this year. Uh, Mischief Joke uh, is a very honest horse. He's 1-for-9 lifetime, uh, 8-for-9 in the money. Um, He'll line up here under Dylan Davis, who's in red-hot form this week, um, winning multiple races uh, most days at uh, Aqueduct. In with a live chance, Antonio Vendis extracted himself from a world of trouble last time in the half-million-dollar New York Stallion Series race, over 7 at Aqueduct. Uh, Ran a good race. If he runs back to that, he'll be tough in here. Uh, But uh, I'm going to take Big Big Prankster to pull a minor upset here and uh, parlay that maiden victory into a stakes uh, win for uh, Dean Reeves and uh, Rocco Stables. Uh, uh, $230,000, very talented son of practical Choke with good speed. We know that's an asset at Aqueduct, and that's my pick, uh, Big Prankster.
1: Yeah, I agree with Big Prankster. I think he actually may go favored in this spot, but I don't think he will be a gigantic favorite. He continues to improve. With each and every start, a repeat of his last race is probably good enough to beat this field. And I think he could run even better this time around as he's proven, uh, by the way, that he's very versatile uh, running on turf, running on fast tracks and running on mud. The first three starts of his career, Bob and I both think Big Prankster is the one to beat in Sunday's Rego Park. The Sunday feature out at Santa Anita is the Astra. Phillies and Mares going a mile and a half down the hillside turf course. Uh, field of seven showing up in the Astras, Bob, in, in the Astra, including the defending champ, Duvet Day.
2: Yeah, this is a mile and a half race, and uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, Phillies and Mares entered in here. It looks like their connections are just kind of guessing uh, if they can stay the 12 furlongs. And one of those the horse is going to take plenty of money despite our 2-for-16 record just because of her connections and that's leisure where she's trained by phil damato and ridden by Fla- flavian pratt um, she's by kodiak out of a chamberdahl mare and uh... you know my european pedigree a- analysis tells me that, that a mile and a half is a bridge too far for her i mean she's one over nine furlongs but a mile and a half um, is is going to be a real test for her um, lakota spirits another one that's diving in at the deep end for damato over a distance of ground um, same can be said, uh, of, of Rose Barton. Um, yeah, there's several in here, but the outside three seem to like the distance. Musical Rhapsody, a daughter of Holy Roman Emperor. has got a shot, ran really well last time behind Linda's Gift. And Duvet Day, like you mentioned, defends her title, but I'm going to go with Linda's Gift. Uh, Linda's Gift, uh, five-year-old mare by Arrogate out of a tappet mare. Just looks like a proper 12 furlong horse, uh, uh, based on her performance in the 11 furlong red carpet at Del Mar. Uh, she's only run once over uh, this particular turf course. It was a good tr- a good effort, but I think she's a, a front-running 12 furlong horse, and I think, uh, you know, Rick Dick Mandela being in the form that he's in, 6 for 13, uh, this is the only horse, as far as I can tell, that Tiago Pereira rides for him. I think that she'll be tough to beat on the front end. That's my pick, Linda's Gift.
1: All right, morning line favorite at 2-1. to one. I go with the defending champ, Duvet Day who I think uh, will get some pace to run at and is proven at this mile-and-a-half distance. I think she gets back-to-back wins in the Astra. That's 12 races. Time now for the Amwager Best Bets. The Amwager best bet. best bet. All right, Bob, where are you headed? Well, I'm, I'm headed
2: to Louisiana Handicap just because I think it's just an ideal scenario for Smile Happy uh, if he's ready. Um, off the long layoff, and, uh, you know, usually he runs well fresh. And, you know, look, if Saudi Crown gets out there, sets, you know, tepid fractions, he might be hard to reel back. But I don't think that Five Star General and Kapuna are going to let him off the hook by any means, and I think it just sets up perfectly for Smile Happy. In addition, he gets a six-pound break from a lot of the key contenders in here, which is a bonus I wouldn't take that factor lightly, and so that's my selection the two smile happy and the Louisiana handicap.
1: You and I are in agreement, my friend. This does not happen very often where our AM wager best bets are the same horse, but I like number two smile happy as well for everything that you said. Mainly, I think that he's. Ba- I think Saudi Crown, if he runs his best race, is probably the best horse. Uh, but like you said, Bob, I don't think he's going to get it easy on the front end with five star general. And Kapuna to his outside. Any pressure on Saudi Crown helps number two smile happy, who's run well at the fairgrounds. He's one run well fresh, and his good races are very, very good. Bob and I agree. We both like number two smile happy as our Am Wager best bet in the grade three Louisiana Stakes race 12 tomorrow at Fairgrounds. Folks, that's going to wrap up tonight's edition of the Amwager Weekend Stakes Preview. I want to remind everybody uh, that stakes in the future have been shuffled around, especially out at Oaklawn Park. So if you are expecting next weekend uh, to see races like the King Cotton, like the Southwest Stakes, like the Martha Washington, they're actually going to be run the following Saturday at Oaklawn, but have no fear. We are not going to be short on stakes next Saturday at all because next Saturday, Bob, is Pegasus Day at a Gulfstream park, and there are seven graded stakes on the Gulfstream card next Saturday.
2: It uh, should be delightful. Um, you know, a lot of the horses, uh, uh, obviously, this is a quiet weekend at Gulfstream. They'll be uh, back in the thick of it for uh, really um, their uh, feature uh, weekend of the year outside of Florida Derby.
1: Not only does Gulfstream Park have a great weekend uh, coming up next weekend with seven stakes on Saturday, Sam Houston has a five-stakes card on Saturday, highlighted by the Grade 3 Houston Ladies Classic and the Grade 3 John Connolly Turf Cup. We'll talk about both of those in next week's edition of the Amwager Weekend Stakes Preview. Uh, The San Pasquale takes place out at Santa Anita next weekend. Nice stakes at Laurel as well, named for some real heavyweights uh, of the past. Spe- the spectacular bid stakes and the extra heat. Boy, not too many Phillies faster than her when she was running. Uh, they are both remembered with stakes next Saturday at Laurel. Should be a fun addition uh, next weekend of the Amwager Weekend Stakes preview. But before we get to that, We have to fill our pockets with what happened this weekend. So uh, I certainly am wishing everyone the best of luck, especially if you're betting the horses that I'm betting on. For (laughs) our producer, Lee Delapina, my co-host, Bob Nastanovich, I'm Bobby Newman. Thank you so much for joining us on tonight's edition of the Amwager Weekend Stakes Preview. Have a great weekend at the track, everybody.